you're going to build a healthy customer base, if you're going to have good roots for your tree, you have to have a sales funnel so that you can be intentional and develop good relationships with your clients, with the people that pay for your goods or services. And good salespeople always value the relationship more than just closing the sale. Welcome to the Growability Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we talk about the seventh step of the Growability model by sharing how to build a sales funnel for your business. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. I'd like to talk through, and I think it'd be really valuable to talk through the elements of building a really yeah. good sales funnel. What Let's are the key ingredients? What does a sales funnel look like? What's the best way to establish like a healthy sales funnel in an organization? I'm going to give you a real life scenario. I have a uh, client that I worked with. He wanted to start a gym, like a little local yeah. gym. And this is actually somewhere in Southeast Asia. Kuala, if you're listening to this, we're talking there you about go. you, man. So, but uh, you, you, this is like free advice for your gym. Okay. So in a good, healthy sales funnel, there's four different areas. The first is the question of suspects. Mm -hmm. The second is the question of prospects. The third is the question of leads. And the fourth is the question of opportunities. Right. Suspects mm -hmm. are people who are potentially motivated to purchase your product or service, but they're not actually looking, they're not directly looking for being a part of it. Prospects are people who are not only potentially motivated, but they're actively seeking. They're motivated. They are looking for the gym. So leads are people who have taken action and contacted you. They okay. filled out your web form. They called your phone number. These are not just potentially motivated. They're not just motivated. They are taking action. They are a lead. Mm -hmm. And then you have people that are already part of your gym. These are opportunities. They are a repeat customer. Yeah. Repeat customers, it's five times easier to get somebody to buy again. If yeah. I come to your restaurant and it's the first time that I'm there, it's five times easier to get them to come back than it is to get a new person to walk in the door the first That's time. Right. Okay, so a sales funnel, I've got my suspects, they're potentially motivated. My prospects, they're motivated. My leads, they're taking action on their motivation. And then my opportunities for people who have already been my customers and I want to maintain them and continue to grow that customer base. So let's go back to Kuala. He's at a mm -hmm. gym in Southeast Asia and right. let's look at what could he do for suspects. And again, suspects are people who've never heard of you. If I want somebody who doesn't know my gym exists mm -hmm. to discover that my gym exists, I have to figure out how to grab their attention. Maybe I set aside a certain amount of money to go on the radio so that mm -hmm. people know, hey, we're out here as a gym membership. I know, I know them, I guy. like them, I trust yeah. them because I've yeah. been listening to sports radio for two years and they're right. the top of mind for when I actually have a need. If I'm going to have a radio campaign, I can't do that for less than like a couple thousand dollars a month. So a lot of business owners are like, yeah, there's no way that I'm going to spend several thousand dollars a month to try to get people to come to my gym. Well, what you can do is you can do a free option of the same thing and make really exciting or fun gym content and put it on social media. There you go. Yeah. Hey, here's the guy at my gym that can bench the most. Yeah. And here's the story about how he went from being able to bench, you know, a hamburger to a thousand pounds. Oh. Then I post that on social media. 
that shows up because it's entertaining. I don't have to pay for the radio. Now I just post something on social media, which is yeah. why social media for businesses is a good idea because right. it's free. And the most effective social media, you come up with yourself and you like do it as yourself and your team because people know, like, and trust That's right. you. Yeah, exactly. If I build somebody else to do my social media, they don't know me, they don't like me, they don't trust me. Yeah. But if it's me and I'm on my social media, oh, hey, there's Josh. Oh, he's there doing that funny thing. Okay, that's, that's right. great. There's Josh and Bernie talking on our podcast. So that's how you reach a suspect. Yeah. A prospect, the number one way to reach prospects in our day and age is a really good website that is really yeah. good SEO. Yeah. SEO is search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. So that when right. people type gyms near me or gym membership sale or mm -hmm. whatever, if I don't solve the how do people find me when they're actively looking for a solution, I don't right. have my prospect channel done. If somebody actually is a prospect, they go to my website and they fill out my web form. Mm -hmm. Now I have to deal with my leads. Right. So leads are people who have actually been in contact with me. So the difference between a prospect and a lead is a prospect is just looking. A lead has found me. So, so and I, I may be jumping ahead yeah. here a little bit, Joshua, just to make sure, but you want to connect these dots too along the way, right? I mean, you have a way for someone to move from suspect to prospect, from prospect to lead. Yeah. If there is a way to connect your suspect, prospect, lead, and opportunity, fundamentally. Now, let me back up. So for suspects, you want to make sure that they know, like, and trust you. Yeah. For prospects, you want to make sure that they need it, that they want it, that they can afford it, or they can use it. Leads is really about how do you transfer enthusiasm and confidence mm -hmm. and ask mm -hmm. for a transaction. The big questions you need to figure out with a lead is, is this the decision maker Right. If they're not the decision maker on the lead, this is like the sales piece, the interaction piece. I need to find out who the decision maker is and yeah. I need to make sure that I'm talking to them. That's right. If you're the researcher, it's not a lead. Yeah. If you're the decision maker, then this is a lead. Okay, now yeah. opportunities is the final step. These are people who have already bought your product or service you want to remember why did they buy your product or service and then bring that up to them again. Yeah. They might have brought your product or service because you were on the 50% off sale. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're doing another 50% off sale. You signed up last year when we were doing the 50% off sale. So now we're going to sign up with the 50% off sale again. They might have hired us to solve a problem. Have we solved their problem? If right. we solve their problem, we go back to them and say... Hey, we solved this problem. Do you have any other problems? Yeah. We're also good at solving this problem, this problem, and this problem. So right. you had one of the four problems that we can solve. Do you have any of these other three? We can help with that as well. And a lot of times, repeat customers is as simply as saying, hey, we appreciate you. Anything else we can do, let's stay in touch. And then they circle back. I feel like I didn't really help your friend from Southeast Asia because I just <laughs> well, laid out. The thing to do is, okay, if I'm going to spend let's say I spend $10,000 in a year. Okay, with that $10,000, how much time and money for suspects? How much time and money for prospects? How much time and money for leads? How much time and money for opportunities? It's going to fluctuate year to year depending on the maturity and the growth in the organization. That's so right. this year, I might need to build more leads, i.e. hire a salesperson to respond to all the phone calls because I have too many phone calls that I can't get to them all. Or 
Nobody's ringing the phone. I need to put a lot of money into suspects and we're going to get on the radio. We're going to send out mailers. We're going to, you know, go door to door. Or, you know what? I've got a mailing list of 4,000 existing customers that we've never reached out to with an opportunity. And we're spending all this money on suspects and prospects when really for the next three years, all we have to do is reach out to our existing database, call them all. Like, hey, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call every one of our customers in the next 12 months. I'll put no money in marketing and then I'll get, you know, stream of revenue by doing that. So having the right structure is really critical. That's right. You need to build a sales funnel for every one of your customer personas, right? That's right. You need to go back and look at your customer personas, build who are my prospects, suspects, suspects, prospects, leads and opportunities in each one of those personas. Hey, Joshua, our time is up today. So we just want to make sure that everyone who's listening today knows that you're doing better than you think. And you have more potential than you know. And we appreciate you growing with us at Growability. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps Growability equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.